Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. First Samuel chapter 9, verse 15 to 19. The Bible said, Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear the day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over, the, over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry is come unto me. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold, the man whom I speak to thee of, this same shall reign over my people. Praise the Lord. Then Saul drew nigh to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me unto the high place, for ye shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will let thee go and will tell thee, all that is in thine heart. Praise the Lord. We're talking about keys to the anointing part number six. In this part, the key we are talking about is that you need a God-ordained pastor. That is a key to the anointing. Please take your seat. First of all, let us say that anybody who is teaching you about the anointing, or the Bible teaches the anointing, for our benefit. The anointing is for our benefit as children of God. It is the power of God for us to be functional in our destinies. The mission God has given us here on earth to be able to fulfill it, be successful about it, and not get hurt by strange things that do not appreciate God's work on earth. So, whenever we are talking about anointing, and we are talking about also the keys to that anointing, you have to see that God is bringing you help. Learning about, I mean, if somebody goes to school to become a medical doctor, aside the fact that he is going to become a blessing to the masses, that person becomes a blessing to him or herself. A medical doctor knows hygiene more than the regular citizen. Is that also? And will be able to take care of him or herself than the regular person can do. When we are talking about anointing, we are actually talking about something that God has given to be a blessing, to be a help unto all of us. So, the, the, when you hear about anointing, it's God trying to help you. And some of the keys that you hear that would lead you to the anointing may ruffle your feathers. But when they are ruffling, you have to also situate them in scripture. If they are in scripture, then you should be comfortable. If they are not in scripture, you should just ignore them. Praise the Lord. Because people can teach anything and say it's the anointing, but Christ taught how the anointing should come, what the anointing is, and we should know what it takes to be anointed. Because I don't think that it's only the pastor who must be anointed. The child of God must also be anointed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on now. Are you here? Yes, child of God must be able to hear the voice of God. He gave gifts unto them. And he was not talking about the clergy. He was talking about believers in general. And he anointed them two by two. I was talking about, in fact, disciples plus followers. So, the anointing is for us all. But sometimes we can talk about anointing, celebrate the anointing, and we don't know how to get the anointing. 
So knowing how to get it is key. Praise the Lord. So today we are going to learn the key of having an ordained pastor. The scripture we just read, we know that Saul has been going around looking for the father's animal. He found it nowhere. Then there was a suggestion that they should go and see the prophet. And when they went to see the man of God, who was the pastor to the state, Samuel was the prophet and pastor to the state of Israel. So they went to see the Asiya, the man of God. And when they went, Samuel, the Bible said, now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came. So you can see that the whole process was orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. It was put together because the day before he came, God had spoken to Samuel the prophet that some guy is coming. I want you to anoint this guy to become the first king of Israel. Samuel said, check, check. So tomorrow, about this time, I will send thee a man out of the land of the... God is saying, I will send thee. So it is God himself who hid the animals they went to seek for so that they will get to where the pastor was. And sometimes you think you have an agenda looking for what you want, but God has another agenda for you. So he said, I will send a man. He has spoken to the pastor and he said, I will send a man. The reason why I'm using the word ordained pastor is that you see that the meeting between Samuel and Saul is being ordained by God. It's God's arrangement that Samuel should be on guard God is sending Saul to Samuel without the knowing of Saul. So Samuel is fully aware. Saul is not fully aware that this is what God is doing. That is why most of the time, you might be in a state of uncertainty or sometimes confusion. But the, I think the word is, you'll be in a state of dilemma as to whether... You should stay with this church, stay with this pastor, or what? Because you don't know. For you, it is accidental that you went to looking for something. Maybe you went looking for a job. You went looking for something. You went looking for prayer. You went looking for just a good word, and then somebody invited you here. Like the servant said, let's go. For you, it may have come through a particular process you may call coincidental. But God had his hand behind the scene pushing that process. And so when you even meet the man of God, we are going to learn a few things. You may still have that quandary going on in your mind. That, is he really who he is? Is he really what I'm looking for? When you are under, it's okay that when you are under a pastor, you question yourself. Is he really the pastor I'm looking for? Because sometimes um, you don't feel like the pastor is paying attention to you. You don't feel like... Is A, B, C, D. I think when we get there, we'll have to cross that bridge. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you have to know that the pastor, the prophet had an agenda. The agenda was to fulfill God's plan and be obedient to God rather than being obedient to Saul who had come. So there is what you want to be done for you. And when they went there looking for the asses, Samuel was not interested in the asses. He told them that they've been found. But what I'm interested in is this. So the pastor that has been ordained for you by God has a particular interest. And that interest may not align immediately with your interest. But it, it certainly has to be aligning with God's interest and agenda. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? I'm telling you how sometimes you have emotional jitters. Whether my pastor loves me enough or doesn't love me or whether I love my pastor enough. Why is it that these days I don't flow with my pastor like I used to be? We don't always have to flow. <laughs> yeah, we don't always have to flow. But we have to understand that we are in this by divine agenda. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Praise the Lord. So even when we are in love, sometimes the love will be hardball. Sometimes the love will ignore you. Hey. But God has spoken in the ear of Samuel. He is very aware of what God has said. But the pastor is not here to show soft love all the time. Or else nobody will be anointed. 
They say come at six, 7 o'clock for 7.30 meeting. And you are already coming at 7.35. What kind of love should be shown to a late comer? Like when you go to the hospital and the doctor is really, really late and you are sick and the child is very sick. How do you feel? You charge. It's like the hospital, no. They don't know their job at all, but sometimes Charlie, they pay the doctor correctly. It's just the doctor coming late. So you see that the hospital administrator too frown the face like he's going to war. And if you are doing locum there, sometimes you may lose your locum. So he got there and then he said, tomorrow by the time I'm sending him. You are in this church because God sent you here. Praise the Lord. We are together because God has arranged for us to be together. Even in marriage, I mean the two best lovers will have issues, but they have to understand that it is God who has put them together. And what God has put together, no man should put asunder. So it's important that we understand. If we don't understand this, the anointing will not flow. It will not flow vertically. It will not flow horizontally. It has to flow from God. But for it to flow from God, you have to be properly aligned. God said, Paul, praise the Lord. You have to be properly aligned for God to put. God doesn't put anointing on disloyal people, disobedient people, people who are hot-headed. They are on their way in their cause. They are thinking differently from what God wants them to be thinking about. It's good that you be maturing from time to time, but don't be off. Then you also have to be aligned horizontally. That's why the issue of casting the vision clearly and, and loyalty and all of that is very, very important. Praise the Lord. Come on now, praise the Lord. Are you here at all? It is difficult to work with people who have not caught your spirit. Because the vision will not... He said, you write a vision. People who see it, they will run. Proper runners are people who run with the spirit of the vision. So in that, your hospital, you operate. If you have a cashier who is not lawyer, who is there just for pay? Marketer just there for pay. HR just there for pay. You don't have a hospital. What you have is a cash cow for employees who are taking their daily bread there. And they are not going to do anything to grow the business. Are you here? Because they have not caught your spirit. They don't know that for you, the altruism for treating people is more important to you than the cash you are collecting. Saving lives is more important than the cash you are collecting. For them, we are calculating what you may say. That's why some of the people can be there and treat patients anyhow. Because they, they still don't have the vision. They think it's about money. And sometimes they even think they are making the CEO of the private hospital richer. Especially when they are sitting around the money. But they don't know that the real deal is to save lives. Why are we in church? We are in church to be anointed to pursue the great commission. And somebody must be leading somebody. Praise the Lord. All of us cannot lead. Anything with two heads is a monster. So when God wants a vision to... When you hear people saying one-man church, that's one of the maddest things you can say. Catholic started as one-man church. Pentecost started as one-man church. Lighthouse, Presby. Which church didn't start as one-man church? But they all evolved. Just a Sometimes you hear it on the media. One-man church, one-man church, one-man church. You can be a politician, but it's a fool. Everything has to start even when people come together to form a company. Somebody must be a leader. Praise the Lord. What doesn't start with one man? (laughs) What? So, God will give you pastors. Praise the Lord. God will give you pastors and you need to catch the spirit. Two churches, if every church, our commission is the same. Go out there, win souls, disciple them, let them disciple the nations. We carry plenty of people to heaven. But Bible says that we are the body of Christ. Some are, some are ears, some are hands, some are um, nose, some are head, I mean, or whatever, eyes, blah, blah, blah. So you see that churches, we, are, we have a general objective that we want to achieve, but we achieve it from different angles. Praise the Lord. Are you here? So you see that some churches, they are just prayer driven. It's like everything is about prayer. We, we bind, we lose. 
Don't criticize them much because we need them in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Some church too, you see that they, they are outreach power like us. We are going to be more than this. And we'll balance every other thing at the background. Praise the Lord. Don't say, I'm also there. The hand does a different job from what the nose does. But they all work together to make sure that the body is functioning perfectly. Are you here? Yeah, so that's why God will give you a specific pastor who has been given a specific vision. Before Saul got there, God had already spoken in the ear of Samuel. If your pastor doesn't know your worth in this ministry, even when you are not being used, if they don't know your worth, then it's not worth following that pastor. But please, when Samuel met Saul, he didn't tell Saul that God has spoken to me yesterday. Immediately. He just, okay, to Asunako. Praise the Lord. So there are some things that you will not be told now. But he is watching. Pastor is watching. And people who don't understand this, that this meeting is divinely arranged. They miss the anointing. What do they do? May you never miss the anointing. So let's go through the test. In verse 15, we see that God speaks to shepherds to anoint sheep sent to them. He spoke to his ears the day before. And in verse number 16, he now told him, he said that, this is the man that I sent. I said, tomorrow about this time, I will send thee a man. And you must anoint him. Praise the Lord. So God speaks to shepherds or pastors to anoint people that have been sent to them. So, if you are a member of this church, you have been sent to me to anoint. The Holy Ghost wants to anoint you, but he has to send you to a man. Praise the Lord. Are you here now? Hey, are you sure you are here? <laughs> so, pastors are afraid to teach about the, the plan of God for you having a pastor in your life. But you see that mostly when you get like your policeman, your doctor... My pastor said you should have a policeman, a doctor, a lawyer, and a pastor. You see that you don't book who they are until a particular serious matter will arise. Then you see that, Charlie? Charlie? <laughs> the matter is hot. Are you here? Yeah. So don't play with your doctor. Don't play with your lawyer. Don't play with your if God gives you a good policeman, pray that he rises, especially in Ghana. Yeah, in Ghana where we can beg. Abroad, it might not be. And who have a whole cramp Yeah, you must tell. If you watch the movies, I see that. Charlie, sometimes, you know, because you can even go to jail for something that is very trivial, but in the law, it's important. It's critical. But Prophet Bedou, I'll quote him. He says that the worst thing in this life is for you to be in a season where you have to be elevated and there is nobody in that council speaking for you. Like, they are there. We are going to promote people. In your workplace, then it has become an executive meeting. Then you are due for it, but you don't have any godfather, godmother, anybody who has your interest at heart speaking for you. So you see that it can become a reason why your colleagues can become your bosses. Because whenever God wants to raise a man, he gives that man he wants to raise a man. So when you see Prophet Bedou, you say, I quoted him. It's a powerful thing, pa. Praise the Lord. So, why is your pastor important? Your ordained pastor, why is it important? Because God speaks to shepherds who anoint the sheep, sent to them. I believe that God has spoken to me. That's why I'm preaching. And whilst I'm preaching, Jesus said the words that I'm speaking, they are spirit and they are life. It's charging you. That's an anointing right there. That's why you don't leave this church depressed. 
or more tense than you came. If it's becoming tensious, it means that, Charlie, the thing is joyful. Not the tensions in any... <laughs> what in English? Number two. Saul found his unique or individual purpose within the obedience of Prophet Samuel unto the Lord. Saul discovered his individual purpose, unique purpose, within the obedience of Prophet Samuel to the voice of God. Look at verse 16. Tomorrow about this time, I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the land of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry is coming. So here you see that Samuel has been given an assignment. He's heard the voice of God. He's been instructed that I anoint this guy coming. I'm sending him. Now, when you anoint him, let him know that he's only looking for animals. But he has been anointed as a captain over my people. Number two, what is, his, what is going to be his purpose? His job is going to be that he's supposed to deliver my people from the hands of the Philistines. So you see that Saul did not know what he was meant for. But when he met Samuel, who is on the agenda of God, obeying God, his divine unique purpose was discovered, was revealed to him. You are going to become the first king. You are going to save my people from the power of the Philistines. Is that not clear? So clear. So you, it's important. And the anointing to do that was poured upon him. It couldn't have been a prophet who is interested in collecting some um, prophet uh, what they were consultation fees from you here and there. It's business for them. It doesn't work that way. You need a pastor. What do you need? I can't hear you. What do you need? You need no matter who you are. You need a pastor before you can be anointed. You need a pastor. Anybody who's anointing cannot be traced to a local church. It's dangerous to your work. If they come around, you start running. I say it again. I should say it again. If you see somebody say, today this one is my father. That one is my father. That one is my father. What church do you attend? I belong to the kingdom of God. Start running. There is even the person whom the social workers found at the refuse dump as a baby. Still comes from a house. I'm talking about the one who was damned at the baller. We may not know the house, but he comes from a house. So, as for you, when you drop from heaven, we have to be careful about you. Are you Melchizedek? Even Jesus was born. Paul said that, I have tra- you are my children, I have traveled for you in Christ. People don't... De- central to whatever you become in this life is the local church. So the local church becomes like God's refuge or city of refuge to groom great destinies for the world out there. And I say, I don't belong to any church. I belong to the kingdom of God. And these days, when the pandemic came, people feel like they can stay in the house and do their own church, be their own pastor, be their own sheep, and you are like you are a one-stop shop. It doesn't work that way. When Jesus was on earth, he kept referring to his father in heaven. Because he was a human being. So he said that if you are a human being, you need something above you to be leading you in the way of the father. Whatever I see the father do. That's what I do. Whatever I hear him say, that's what I say. He kept referring to his father in heaven. Then he submitted to John the Baptist. John said, baptized. He went to be baptized. John said, no, 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 Ima, you got to baptize me. He said, no, 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 John, to fulfill all righteousness, you are the pastor. <laughs> And it is when Jesus submitted to John the Baptist that the voice came from above saying that this is my beloved son. All the controversy about him ceased. Because at that time the people believed that John was really a prophet from God. Are you here? So that that was what authenticated the anointing of Jesus at least in the eyes of the people. Even though God had called him. 
There is no doubt that God has called you for a unique thing. But the reason why you struggle for authentication, for approval, and effectiveness is the fact that you don't want to submit to a God-ordained pastor. Maybe you are being hurt by pastors, but look, God will shift for my overflow Because I can't be an Praise the Lord. You can't use your legs for a journey that needs a car. So you have to, somewhere, somewhere, you just pray that God will land you where he wants to land you. And when God lands you where he wants to land you, you'll be safe. Tell somebody you'll be safe. I can't hear you. Tell somebody you will be safe. Yes. The person whom a surgery was performed on and maybe a metal was left inside and started getting rotten will be mad at the hospital. But when the pain gets excruciating, you still go back to hospital. You don't stop church because bad things happened in church. Or bad things happened between you and pastors. Yeah, you don't. I met one lady, I was talking to her, and I started helping her, praying word, and even financially. She started crying. I didn't understand. And she didn't cry the day that I started helping her financially. She cried some months after when she was well established. I said, Why? Why are you crying today? He said, this is the first time that I'm receiving help from a prophet. He saw me as a prophet. I don't know whether it's a true measure. But that, there was no sexual encounter. I said, Mobo. Sometimes I ask myself, ministry, is there something they know that I don't know? For credit, come tomorrow. <laughs> In the obedience of the pastor, you discover your purpose. And the anointing comes upon you. Praise the Lord. So that's why you need. So when you are under a pastor who, who is misaligning, who is disobedient to God, it is going to jeopardize you. But when the person is aligned, like somewhere was aligned, the anointing is going to come on soon. May the anointing come upon you in Jesus' name. Shout a better amen. amen. So not everybody is your pastor. And not everybody can be your pastor. They can try. But not everybody can be your pastor. Your pastor, number three, is your prophet and he knows by divine revelation what God wants to do with your life. Your pastor is your prophet. And he knows by divine revelation what God wants to do with your life. In verse number 17, look at what the Bible said. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, that's revelation right there. Behold, the man whom I spake to thee of, the same shall reign over my people. Clear, no ambiguity. By revelation, he had received a download. This is the man. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said, This is behold the Lamb of God. Praise the Lord. Your pastor has a revelation about you. He doesn't have to have a revelation about your breast. It's a revelation about your divine mandate. Leave me alone. I want to preach this thing. He's your prophet. Because God is speaking to him, revealing to him, this is he. I spoke to you in your ears. But as he saw him, he said, this is the one. Praise the Lord. So the pastor will be governing you by divine revelation and he knows what God wants to do with your life. Not by touchy, 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 touchy and Charlie. And about some cranny. So you see that he says you may be a sanitary worker in the church, but look, go to our LPP class. You will see sanitary workers. I mean, people who clean in this church. In the lay pastoral class. Because even though they are cleaning the bathroom, the toilet, and all of that, God wants to use them for something. Praise the Lord. 
Why? Because your pastor has seen that beyond the cleaning is something more powerful inside. Is God talking to someone? So, when he saw him, I said, ah, like Jesus, when he was speaking to his disciples, he saw Peter, he saw Andrew, he saw this one. Immediately, he saw, he said, ah, Nathaniel. Immediately, your ordained pastor, once he sees, you may come ragged, though, but he knows that God wants to do something. Yes. This one, when I saw her, she was always sick. Sick, wearing sweater. Sweater, sick, proper sick. Every I didn't I don't know to today I don't know what kind of sickness it was. I saw her in two thousand and two. Always wearing sweater, big body, but always cold. One Anglican term between Anglican and the name Shiva for Hindu. Did you know the bearing some way somehow? It's a cocktail. Yeah. Then power of God came upon her. She started following. Following. She's been following. Sir. She used to follow some foolish people. Be. And we used to fight. I said, the person you are following, you are supposed to be pastoring the person. It's not supposed to be pastoring you. She didn't understand. Until recently, she's the one teaching the one she thought was a pastor. How to pastor. You will become the driver's mate instead of the driver if you don't have a connection with your God-ordained prophet. Hey. May the anointing come upon you in Jesus' name. Yeah. It's powerful. Is it powerful? So, if you are used to visiting prophet here and there, like the woman of the issue of blood used to do, here, there, here, there, here, there. You see, they don't have the consistency of pastoring or... The Bible uses shepherd for pastors because it is like God is rearing you through the hand of a human being. And rearing a sheep is different from going to Jefanko and pointing to Kilo. The shepherd sees the sheep every day. Can see the color of the eye and see that no, 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 no. My sheep is not normal. Are you here? Yeah. But this one, you jump here, you jump here. It's like, I, I have five pastors and I share my tight. What's wrong with you, la? Share tight. You inquire, you have five pastors. How many did Jesus have? Charlie, your destiny is heavy, Papa. Five pastors have to carry you are too much. Let's clap for people whose destinies are Charlie. It's beyond one pastor carrying. You are too much. You are a living legend. <laughs> the anointing will come upon you in Jesus' name. That amen is not coming out at all. Receive the teaching with a pumped up spirit. Receive an anointing in Jesus' name. Like my bishop will say, receive it one, two, three. Receive it. <laughs> it's nice, but. I'm enjoying the teaching. Are you? Yeah. Beautiful. So, he, he just saw it. He saw it. He saw it clean. Very clear. He just saw it. It's by revelation. It's by, and, and it might come with time. But you have to be there. Align and anointing will come. Number four, hardly would a sheep recognize who their prophet is, but draw near to him when you do. Hardly would a sheep what? Recognize who their ordained pastor and prophet is, but draw nigh to him when you do, when you discover. In verse 18, you see that Samuel saw Saul, and God was talking to him, communicating, this is the guy, this is the guy, this is the guy, this is the guy. And in verse 18, then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. And verse 19, and Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. 
So, whereas Samuel recognized Saul as the one God wanted to use, Saul did not recognize Samuel as a prophet. He didn't know him. That's why I started preaching saying that. It is okay in the initial stages when you don't you are in a quandary as to whether this is the church to be, this is my pastor, is this the place to be? Is it going to be a repetition of the things I suffered there and all of that? It's okay. Because when Saul met his prophet, he didn't recognize him. He actually went to ask him, I'm looking for the prophet. And the prophet said, I am the prophet you are looking for. That means I didn't see him. Sometimes when you meet your God-ordained pastor, you may not see him. But as he speaks to you, he spoke to him and said that, I am the one. As you sit down listening to the teaching, the Holy Spirit will be ministering to you. Praise the Lord. Are you here now? Yeah. He spoke. The pastor spoke. How do you know? That's your pastor. By, by speaking the word of God. I am he. That I am he revealed the identity of what Samuel was to Saul. So you will see the identity of the pastor God as I ordained for you. By sitting under them and listening to the words God will be speaking to you through them. Praise the Lord. And it is in that process that will usher you closer to the oil being poured on you by the Holy Ghost. You don't get to know your pastor because he is fine with you. Wow. So, a pastor like Bishop Oedepo, who pastors over 200,000 people, how will you get to know him? So that he'll be playing with you, he'll be testing you, he'll be sending you WhatsApp, over 200,000 people, in one branch. Nigeria alone, yes, winners have thousands of branches, and all of them all over the world are his members. He'll be testing you. If WhatsApp, this time the pastor doesn't WhatsApp me at all. It's like he has a problem with me. Oh, a problem, Papa. <laughs> the pastoring is by the conversation of the words he's speaking to you, revealing to you, I'm your shepherd. Now I'll be speaking the word of God to you. Everything Samuel did in the life of Saul was based on the instruction of God. The rest was for Saul to continue. And that's when, when Saul disobeyed. The voice of Samuel. That's where the scripture comes from. To be obedient is better than sacrifice. God also departed from Saul. And from there, you see that Saul went straight to a necromancer. So when you lose your God or them pastor, I'm not saying it to, but the next thing to pastor you We'll be calling things from the grave. <laughs> and I don't know what kind of anointing will be coming from a necromancer to you. rough. I say, whoa. But this one there, Educhem. Wenty. Kingdom Everyone, sir. For this one. We just shifting God ordained pastor to an unordained one. Yeah. Charlie? That thing is something. So, sometimes when you see your pastor, especially when you have many voices in your ears, you will not recognize this is my God ordained pastor. You are missing the anointing. The Bible says that the sons will be arrows in your quiver. They will stand at the gate to defend their father in the house. You can have disagreement with your father, but don't cross some lines. The the place of a father is in the place of a son and a daughter is also there. But for the anointing to flow, God said, I will give the heart of the father's to the children and that of the children, to the fact there must be that connection. So that is the channel for the pipe to give water to the bucket. If you break that, 
So would you wouldn't name one would you anointing one program be a prophetic this prophetic prophetic five day prophetic invasion? No way too bad. I say souvenir. When you are you are Paul said when I was young. Just strange fire. Oh Tiasa and then Abrabo. Baby a genuine sometimes Abrabo to me call reverse. Until he settled down under his pastor. See movement forward. See progress. See anointing. Hey, Koli. Santa. <laughs> the mask has helped him pa, today. Pa. Shall say that he made two posters. So a bumpire, no, or sharp prophet, we in Musa and Thomaso and Thomaso and Thomas. I need your anointing. Tell somebody you need a pastor. <laughs> you really need a pastor. And about some cranny. Receive the anointing in Jesus' name. Do you see that? The things that God wants you to do, it is from the teaching, the training, the pastoring that you're able to do them. Even your personal business. Over the week, this very week, one brother was talking to me about the business he's doing. He's now working with some top people. He says that at every stage, and I started traveling with the person. He was just running around with me, blah, blah. He says, I know how to work with all these people because I work with you and I saw how you do it. That's why they are so comfortable with him. He said, you preach one message like that, that's what made me start this company. No one lives on candies. There are quick fixes. KFC, quick fix. Starbite, quick fix. Quick fixes. You can't dwell on them. If you want to grow well, eat well. Praise the Lord. Are you sure you are here? And when we say anointing, it's not you falling down and rising and falling down. No. Just, as we are talking, it's flowing. Praise the Lord. It is what? Come on now, talk to me. It is what? Flowing. May it flow in Jesus' mighty name. To you. It's powerful power. You meet your pastor, you may not readily see. So it's a process. It is what? Yeah, hardly will you, would a sheep recognize who their prophet is. But you need to draw nigh. Saul drew nigh. When he drew nigh to Samuel, how do you draw nigh to your pastor? How? In a big church, you may not have the opportunity to always have a physical contact with your pastor. You can be even in a church and not know your pastor's number. And it's okay. Because there are different channels through which you can draw near to your pastor. Are you here? One is just being in church and listening to the message and walking with it. That's one channel. And it's the foremost channel. So whether you are in Accra, or you are in Kumasi, or you are in Helsinki, or you are wherever, wherever, your pastor is your pastor. You need to connect to his voice. Hearing his voice will make you connect to know your pastor. And to receive of the content God has given him as an anointing for you. That is why you cannot cut yourself off from your pastor's preaching And be sound as a sheep. It's like you are not chewing grass again. Now imagine the sheep. Who is beginning to bang on their daily bread. From another shepherd's style or pen. Like me you join your way. Boom. But I'm saying. I said. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. A sheep must feast on what the ordained shepherd 
gives them based on the provision of the Lord. That's why God is the one who reigns on the ground for grass to grow for the sheep. But it's the shepherd that will lead you to that grass. Praise the Lord. So, you have the podcast, you have the preaching, you have... That's how you draw near to your pastor. Short skits. Early in the morning, you listen. You, you, you listen. You build yourself up in your most holy faith. You pray when we are praying. You watch TV. You listen to radio when your pastor is preaching. The podcast is there. You are on it. Until that voice becomes a, a default voice on your spirit. You are not connecting well. You are not drawing near. Are you here? The church must be sound. Praise the Lord. Are you here? Draw near. Draw near. Sometimes, devil's voice will misconstrue your pastor's identity to you. Through other people speaking. But draw near. (laughs) Just draw near. Draw near. If he has books, draw near. Look at the lifestyle. The people came to Jesus. Judas was so close to Jesus that when he went to sell Jesus because he was angry, after a while, he said, Oh, Charlie, me cry there and I'm here. Papa, where am I going to go? Charlie, Papa, I'm going to go to I've been with this man for three years. I don't like the alabaster boss, they broke. You know, you see, I'm um, yikashin be a yano kame nimina dia ba challenge. I know be bad man. It is based on that relationship that he went back with the money. I said that Charlie, I sold the man, but Charlie, me nyanto. The people say Charlie, what on what on we? So what is can we? I'm pescano. Ain't it from there? It is from that pain that he went to buy that land to commit suicide there. It was just from the place of relationship with Jesus. He had drawn nigh to him that Charlie, he couldn't handle the thing again. But initially, now banish so say, But, so you see that the people who really in a church, when God brings them to an ordained church with an ordained pastor, they want to strike and strike very hard are people who never took time to build their relationship with God, with the church, and with the pastor. So when they are even selling you, no, they don't care. Peter did the same thing. He was betraying Jesus, but he was still following. Because I'm a disciple. But because of the relationship, he still wanted to see what was happening. See, he was just following. Are you not one of them? Mm-mm. But he was still there. Are you, are you here? Are we on the same page? Don't let circumstances, don't let people's voices, circumstances, sometimes things you are not happy about. Because you see, as you are disconnecting, you are disconnecting with your purpose, with your anointing, with your growth, with your grooming. And many of the things that, the way I teach, the way I preach, I've learned them from my pastors who have pastored me through time. So, many of the things I know in the Bible, I know them because my pastors taught me. I had a foundation to be now be able to learn on my own. And many of the things you will know, it will still, I mean, in terms of the kingdom of God, will come from the teachings you will receive from your ordained pastor. Praise the Lord. That's how it is. Watch the scripture and then we'll close. Act chapter 4 verse 13 and 14. Act 4, 13 and 14. Then let's, let's close. Alright, let's read together. One go. Now when they saw the boldness of what? I'm not hearing. Let's read together. One go. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John... And perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with what? If you are with your pastor, there will be certain signs of the anointing on you. You see, the, the uh, certain signs of the anointing on you is a clear indication that you are a sheep being pastored. Even your temperament. 
your judgment, your wisdom. Praise the Lord. A sheep that is in a free range and the one that is pastored by a shepherd. You see that? That sheep knows when to sleep and how to return. The one being pastored. I'm talking about an animal sheep. They can have a routine that the sun is setting. It's time to go home. Is that also? Yeah. But the one that's free range. Because it's not being pastored. It's, it's a free range animal. Because it's being pastored. That's why Satan cannot attack certain people. Without remedy. Why? Because they are in... You see, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. When you are in it, you are safe. If they come and do something important to you, it is not the responsibility of the ultimate shepherd, God, to intervene and bring you out. Are you here? Please, are you sure you are here? They saw that they had been with Jesus. Look at the next verse. What was the sign? They are, they are symbol. The testimony was there. And beholding the man which was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing against them. The testimony of the anointing will be clear. Nobody will be able to say anything because it will be so visible to every eye that, Charlie, when they say these people have been with Jesus, you also have the person who was healed standing with them as an expression of the anointing that really came upon them for walking with Jesus. You don't want to stay with any pastor. You don't want to be under any pastor. You want to be under yourself and all of that. Look, every anointing has a base. And whatever unique anointing God will give you. I'll tell you something again. The disciples, they received anointing from Jesus. He pastored them. When he was going, he said that now that you have a base from me, eh, from that base, greater works you can do. If you don't start from greater works without that foundational, fundamental anointing that God has instituted you come from being in the local church and connecting with a shepherd, grooming you. If you don't get groomed there, whatever upstairs you are trying to operate will be contaminated by the different loopholes from the foundation. So you see, you go up there now, you become an embarrassment to, to Charlie. May God have mercy on us. Please, let's rise. Please. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.kpshousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.